bum bum Done. <laughs> I'm here in the heart of flushing. Posted up waiting for some Korean fried chicken wings. I'm off the rails right now, guys. I just had my anniversary yesterday. I feasted. I was at a casino, so um I'm the, I broke the fast. I did I did a little break break fast and um I'm fucking high again. I'm smoking right now. Hi. Hi. It's fucking hi, Fabian. What's up? It's been a while. Waiting for the cream to kick in. Took it unnecessarily. What's up? Also, I'm a loser. Not really, but I lost. And losing the finishers tournament was rough because I got fucking mollywhomped. I've been saying that word for so long. And you know what? What you want is on the other side of fear... I say it all the fucking time, and one of my biggest fears was actually to be Molly Wong. So, now that I'm here and I've been Molly Womped, I've been Molly Womped off by Jordan Holy. I beat him before when I got to overtime with him, and I think I had better entries and stuff last time. I should have probably let him enter my legs and then played from there, but, you know, you get in your own head, and then you don't want to give your opponent anything and then you end up shelling up and not really doing what you were born to do yeah but uh i ended up getting molly he passed me a bunch but he didn't have any sub attempts so i mean i got molly and i love saying that word great word that you guys picked but um yeah uh i mean i got a lot of messages saying uh they don't understand the rule why i got the molly you'd have to talk to the judges um I didn't have any submission attempts on me. It's not like he jumped for a guillotine or anything like that. I was in turtle. I was always moving. I was always trying to enter and stuff, but he just did a great job passing. So I think because I wasn't able to um, get any any offensive movements off, really. Like, I tried some shoulder crunches that, to no avail, but... That just wasn't enough. Um... He, uh, in the eyes of the judges, they made me, um, oh, cool, I just locked eyes with a passing car. Those are the worst. When you lock eyes with someone, uh, I heard if you lock eyes with someone for more than five seconds, you either want to fuck them, fight them, or, um, I need another F word, I don't know, uh, proliferate. Felifer I don't know, um, yeah, it's three Fs, though, fuck, fight, or run. Uh, yeah, the, so me and that guy, he's trying to fuck me. I'm trying to fight him because um, I don't want to get molly womped again and I need all the practice I can get. Um, but yeah. So this podcast might be a little off the rails today because I'm upset. I'm upset. It's like that Drake song. I'm upset. Um, I think I should have been able to get to uh, overtime, and then that would have been an interesting overtime because I beat him in overtime last time. I'm pretty sure I strangled him in the first um, round, but uh, whatever. He's a nice guy, man. He's super nice to me, and like it's hard to like want to compete against somebody who's so nice, you know? Like, cause like you gotta get that demon out of you sometimes, and like, like get angry. Like I go through a transformation every time I compete, so. Like, if I achieve that transformation correctly, I get angry, I get mean, I, I, I fucking, I don't know, I build 
a story up in my head that I'm gonna like murder them and grappling, not like real. Um, and yeah, uh, it works for me. You know, doesn't work for everybody, but works for me. And um, with Jordan, it's like, dude, like after the match, after he fucking mollywomps me, he fucking does the whole thing where. When you're the winner, you, like, try to raise up the loser's hand and, like, tell everyone, like, this guy is the best guy. And I'm like, oh, I'm on the receiving end of this. The universe is so, the universe is a bully, bro. Like, everything I talk about that, like, I hate, it fucking does to me, yo. It's so fucking funny. And it's like, I'm trying to be on the path. I'm trying to be on the path. I'm trying to fucking <laughs> do what I'm supposed to do. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, this does. I'm I'm kind of off the path right now, but I'm affording myself that, and maybe me affording myself that is really what's fucking up my whole destiny that I have <sighs> in my head, like the path I want to be on and and stuff. And maybe all these little like breaks that I take from it, like smoking or like doing kratom or like skipping strength and conditioning every now and then. Um, Maybe that's what's really holding me back. And I have no one to blame but myself. Uh, uh, like I said, my potential is limitless. I, everyone's potential is limitless. And I mean, I need these podcasts to uh, identify that, to like. If you ever hear long pause, it's just me smoking. So sorry if I make it awkward in the car. If you're listening to this in the car and your headphones, um. Maybe take advantage of that moment where I'm taking a hit where you could, like, identify your surroundings. Maybe someone's trying to beat you over the head with a bat behind you. Look out! Behind you! <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. Oh, as I get higher, I'm gonna forget what I'm talking about because it's already hitting me. I haven't smoked in forever. Um, but, yeah. I'm trying to be on the path. Uh, I got molly whomped after talking about it so much. And, you know, uh, last podcast, I talked about how grateful I am that I didn't get fucking molly. I, that might have been the Patreon, though. I was, I was talking about how grateful I am that I wasn't the first molly womp. It was this girl, Leah, who got molly womped by uh, Alex. That's a girl name. Um, but, yeah, uh, it was rough. It was rough. Uh, it really stung. And, um, I mean, I got two submissions in regulation. The first match is pretty hilarious. Uh, I think it was against the white belt, honestly. His name's Zach. He's pretty good, man. Definitely has some wrestling experience. I, I saw him warming up, like, wrestling in the back. And, like, yo, when you warm up in front of your opponent, there's so much that goes into grappling. Like, you could play a lot of fucking mind games, you know? So he was warming up with wrestling, but I kind of already had an idea that he was a wrestler. Just not just from seeing him, but like, of course, I stalked his page after I saw that I had him the first round. And some of my friends know his friends. So. Oh, oop! just passed by a cop, I think. And I was smoking a fatty. Ugh, I got to find it now. It's on the floor somewhere. I dropped it. Um, whatever. Whatever, weed's not even a legal officer. Like, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> I'm, like, speeding away now. Uh, yeah, so, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, so, I stalked him. I knew he was a wrestler, and I decided that I was just gonna pull guard, and I pulled guard, and he was actually able to still be really physical from down there. Like, uh, 
just like basically beating my head in with fucking collar ties and like more credit to him. I mean, it was working. I was getting a little frustrated, but I knew if I, even if I went to overtime with the kid, I, I was pretty sure I was still going to be able to get out. So I was pretty confident in that sense. I fucking, um, I ended up sticking to my game plan and trying to tie him up from butterfly guard or enter his legs. The thing with entering legs though, is like, if you're going to enter legs, um, if you're going to enter legs, they have a really good chance of kicking out because the legs are so much stronger. And um, yeah, and, and like as you're getting sweatier and sweatier, especially if these motherfuckers don't have hair. That dude is definitely mixed with some sort of Asian or something because he did not have any hair on his legs. I, I want to verse. Just send me Italian grapplers. Italian. Who else has fucking hair? The Italian for sure. Spanish grapplers. They have a bunch of hair. We're a hairy bunch. Middle Eastern grapplers, bring it on, you know? But all these other ones, especially Asian grapplers, no body hair, dude. So frustrating. That kid must have been... Uh, get get a 23 and me gone. What the fuck was he? Because he definitely had something going on where it took away all the body hair he had on his legs. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep this on the low. I'm like on the most busy part of New York and Queens. Um... But yeah, uh, so that was a fun match. I got clubbed a bunch. Uh, I was able to get a fucking butterfly sweep on him. And then I hit a pass as soon as I hit the butterfly sweep. And I was just controlling him there for a bit, trying to open him up from side control. Um, and yeah, he felt really explosive. Like one of those guys where you can't fuck up your positioning or that's it. You've lost the position and he's going to beat and punch his way back into a like a neutral fucking position and if you let that happen you're fucked um so yeah oh give me a second i gotta pick up my food god i love having a shitty car especially now that it's cold I could just leave the car running, leave the heat blasting, and boom, I hop right back in. And I don't got to worry about anybody fucking taking my car. I got shitty car privilege. All I have to do is just run in, grab my shit, come right back out. And, like, no way anyone's rummaging through my car. The only thing I got to worry about is serial killers, like, hopping in the back. But, like, those are few and far between. Um, so, all like, nobody's going to rummage through my fucking car. Are you kidding me? It has, like, a dent in the front. The lights don't really work like you know how they have those like those kits that like clean your front headlights for like eight dollars it's like a kit on amazon i'm way too lazy to buy that i hate that i am um it's sad and it would probably really affect my vision at night but i live in a city it's lit all the fucking time i'm fine i'm fine i don't need that i, I could put it off till forever i'm I, like i'm proud of myself enough that i fucking uh, get my oil changed in this car. I remember my second car or third car. I never got oil changes. I was like a hot girl, dude. I was a hot girl growing up, you know? Like, I was just smoking weed all the time, out with my friends, not giving a fuck, not doing schoolwork, fucking cutting classes. I was I was quintessential hot girl shit. And um, I think, like, my second car. So my dad would always buy beaters. Like, I would never get a brand new car or anything. So my dad, I would, like... I was driving a grape van at one point. I was, I drove, I've driven, I haven't gone through the phase of like, oh, like a hot guy car at all, which is honestly, I'm 
you heard it here first. Having a shitty car is hot girl shit too. It is a quintessential hot girl shit. The only, the the best car you could have as a hot girl is a Nissan Altima, and that's it. I I don't I don't like. I'm learning these things from Hoodville. It's not just me. And you know what? I kind of knew these things internally already, so I didn't even have to really subscribe to that page. But I mean, it's just affirming what I already know. And yeah, I was on my hot girl shit. I fucking, uh, I think it was, I had a Toyota 4Runner. I had a fucking, what else? I had a Toyota 4Runner. I had a... It's not a Jeep, but oh, uh, Mitsubishi Montero. God, that car was gas. That car fucking rocked, dude. Ro- like, that was awesome. Like, I had to, the, the Forerunner was dope, too, because, like, I'm a small guy. I got to hop up into the car. I really, I felt fucking rugged. You know what I mean? I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I felt like, uh, I felt like I was going to work every time I hopped in that car. It was nice. All my cars always had heat. Uh, as far as air conditioning, I learned how to adapt in the winter. I would just, I mean, in the summer, I would just leave my windows open. All my cars always had mad windows. Um, I I like, so I never got like a four door sedan, which is kind of shitty. I always enjoy driving those. Like whenever I rent that sort of car, but, um, yeah, uh, I never got to enjoy that. Like my dream car would be like an electric blue Subaru WRX. The STI version, the the sexually transmitted in, intra whatever. I don't know what the I stands for. Um, <laughs> in India, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I say, yeah, the butt is definitely hitting. Um, so, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, my second car, my Mitsubishi Montero. Uh, I was driving and uh, it just sort of like died on me. Like it just sputtered out and fucking died. And it was because I wouldn't uh, change the oil. And the only reason my first car didn't die, my fucking Toyota 4Runner, is because those cars last fucking forever. That was such a good car. It was like a death trap though. Like I forgot. I didn't have airbags because... I got into a really bad accident in that car and none of the airbags went off. Like I was literally, I was on the cross Island for all my New York heads and there's a huge divider, um, in the middle, but it's made out of like concrete and it's like kind of slanted cause it's like a thin divider. Um, and, uh, I fucking crashed into the wall. I remember it was raining and my girlfriend at the time, um, she was like, I don't know, like doing her ponytail. And then it was raining, and uh, this this uh, Ford F-150 was in front of me in the lane next to me. It's a very small two-lane curve, and uh, his back end almost hit me, and my hand, like, I fucking... I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, like, impersonated it, like, just now while I was driving. But, yeah, that movement while driving, like, 60 miles an hour and it raining was what caused me to have a horrible, horrible accident. And I mean, I, no, we didn't get hurt, but I was stuck up on the divider. Like, I was stuck on it, and my car's, like, not on fire, but, like, if you've ever played Grand Theft Auto, it's, like, the part when, like, if some if you punch your car one more time, it catches fire. 
So like if <laughs> literally if I would have done any if I would have tapped the wall again this much, my car would have bursted into flames. And my um ex, she was in the car and she like it was like a, a bad accident. Like she was like, Oh my god, slow down and then my car was already losing control at that point. And so we slam into the wall and then we bounce off the wall. Thank God no other cars are coming. We bounce off the wall and then we hit into the divider and I'm still going so fast. Like I'm trying to break, but um, we hit into the divider and my car gets stuck on top of the divider. And it was like the front lip of it was stuck and kind of like three, like, like I would say like a quarter of it was stuck up on the divider, but if you know what a Toyota 4Runner looks like, it's got these huge fucking wheels. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, I tried to throw my shit in reverse. And as I'm like fucking with the, the transmission or the, the, what the fuck do you call that stick in the middle? The clutch, I guess. Yeah, we'll call it that. Um, as I was trying to throw the clutch in reverse, uh, my girlfriend at the time, my ex, she was screaming. She's like, oh, my God, the car's going to blow up. And then I remember, like, I was, I was like, also, like, half out the car. I had the, the door open, and I was, like, waving traffic to go by because my car was taking up one lane. And, I mean, like, I had cars honking at me. Like, that's so funny. Like, in that moment, I was more worried about, like, other people, like, fucking, um being late to work and shit like that i'm like oh my god i'm causing traffic this is so embarrassing like i didn't give a fuck about the car it was a piece of shit anyway and me and my uh girl were fine and like i didn't cause any accidents or anything so um <laughs> i remember trying to throw it in reverse it didn't work and then uh, i'm waving cars by and then uh i called my brother i called my dad and uh, i did not want to call my mom because <laughs> I did not want to have her worried. She was already, like, on the fence about me driving. This was my first car I wrecked, too. And uh, what do you call it? My dad and my brother didn't pick up. So I was there for, like, three more minutes. And then uh, my ex is like, oh, my God, like, call the police. I'm like, don't call the police. I got this. And uh, I was like, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, <laughs> I'm never like that either. But like, I was like, get in the car, and she's like, no, it's gonna catch on fire. And I'm like, this isn't the fucking movies. It's not gonna catch on fire. And I love that line. That line will live in my heart the rest of my fucking life. What a G thing to say. Because immediately, what happens after is, um, I throw that shit in reverse. The transmission kicks and it, it switches gears into reverse, and then uh i'm able to drive off the wall because it's a toyota 4runner baby and uh the wheels are fucking huge so i fucking jeep commercial off that wall and my car is looking like a busted up like you know you ever play super mario kart like sometimes the cars get beat up when you play like battle mode like my car was on its last fucking life dude like it was the whole front end was smashed in like the the and since the front end was smashed in it was like fucking up the wheel and the like the axle and shit like i could barely turn and i reversed off the wall and then, <laughs> and then uh i love that i got into this story so i reversed off the wall and then i kicked it into drive and i'm driving five miles an hour like this 
this car is not going more than five miles an hour and like i'm really close to the next exit i'm like a quarter I'm like less than a quarter mile away to the, to the closest exit so i'm fucking mario karting this bitch off the exit and uh <laughs> like cars are going by me they're honking and shit my car is fucked up and uh i ended up taking it to like the nearest um side street like it, it was maybe like two two blocks from the exit and uh damn i took it off and i just parked it in front of a house and then my dad calls me back and he finally calls and he's like uh what happened what's up and i'm like yo like i wrecked my fucking car like and and as soon as i brought it to the um i i like uh parked it in front of the house it fucking died like i couldn't even drive it anymore if i wanted to like everything died like there was shit leaking from the engine like the whole thing was fucked up and uh i mean it turns out we we went to the we got it towed to the junkyard after and it turns out i split the chassis in half and if you don't know what the chassis is it's just basically the the body like the the frame of the body or whatever i split that shit in half that's how hard i hit the walls or whatever <laughs> and i'm sitting here saying like yeah it wasn't that big of a deal like you know it wasn't that bad <laughs> i mean it was pretty violent but um you know, we didn't flip. I didn't have any long-lasting injuries. I mean, I do have hernias in my neck. I mean, uh, herniations and discs in my neck. But I don't think that was from that. I think it was from all the getting smashed, the grappling. I think it was from getting mollywhomped so much in the fucking room. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, my dad shows up and he's like, did you hit anyone? I'm like, no. And he's like, are you guys all right? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, all right whatever man that's that's fine you know I, I bought this car for like two hundred dollars i'm glad you're okay but that car did not there was no airbags that went off like i was in a fucking death trap dad thank you though thank you for the car i got a lot of experience and he was like so reassuring like my pops is the best for that like if i fuck up like i love my fucking dad for i love my dad so much for that like if i was ever to fuck up he just like a lot of the times he just like forgives me and hopes like I learned a lesson from it and then he like we kind of just laugh about it and we're like don't tell your mom and i'm like all right I'm like it'll just worry her like but <laughs> it's so fucked but um yeah for this especially he was like yo everyone gets into an accident before they're a certain age like you know because driving so dangerous and it's so new and like you know i can't be there all the time and i'm just glad you're okay and i hope you learned a lesson and i really did um i feel like you know and uh i mean it didn't set in but that along with like some other driving close calls definitely taught me a lesson that i like to this day i kind of adhere to i mean here i am driving with a microphone in my hand doing a podcast but you know you know what i'm trying to fucking say i'm not out here uh driving a motorcycle anymore i'm not out here cutting between cars switching lanes fucking money ain't a thing <laughs> nah i'm like being a nice safe driver i would say my car's not even good enough to go over 70 miles an hour without fucking shaking so i'm fine i have like a built-in uh built-in speed limiter um yeah so <laughs> damn yeah it's so hard to like talk animated when i'm like driving because i'm like getting hypnotized by the fucking lines in the road and then i'm also trying to do this podcast and then i'm also like trying not to veer off the fucking road but yeah uh i split my chassis in half we ended up selling the car back and we got like the same amount of money my 
dad ended up paying for the fucking car so we were all right we broke even and the only reason i brought that up was because that car should have had the engine should have died on that car because i wasn't getting oil changes in that car like i should have and uh the only reason it didn't was because toyotas last forever and i didn't have it long enough to give the engine a chance to fucking die uh it was a beautiful car r.i.p though mitsubishi montero i was just driving it one day and boom it just crapped out on me and completely died and uh yeah but i've always had like a shitty car like right now i'm driving like an 09 uh crv and i mean no disrespect to this car i love this fucking car it gets me to all my tournaments it uh it's just a great car and uh like the best size like i could i, I was taking mats to park jitsu like i could fit all the mats we had in my car like that was amazing like this is the perfect size car for me and like it's big enough that i've had some fender benders in this car and they kind of don't even like show that's why my car is dented like well actually my car got dented because a fucking truck backed into me and we forced him to pay us it's like 200 dollars over what it would cost to fix the door because uh it was like his job depended on it and i mean you can't blame me i'm gonna make a little bit of fucking money it's the city like <laughs> you don't get paid to be a good fucking person that's and i was a good person i should have like let him drive from his job gotten him in trouble i mean that's what some crazy white lady would do right i feel like like that's the normal thing to do is to like nah i'm not gonna wait for you to go to the bank and like get me the money like no i'm gonna just tell your boss or whatever and then he'll pay me because i can't trust you or whatever but you know what i'm a good person i believe people are all right and he managed to give me the money after i produced an invoice from one of my mechanics so you know my mechanic fudged that up a bit <laughs> i'm a good person too though i shouldn't I, I didn't say anything to his fucking boss and he backed his truck up into my fucking car i will always remember that uh but yeah uh <laughs> that was fun um but yeah this car is like kind of a piece of shit i got a bunch of lights going on it's like christmas on my fucking dashboard um a bunch of red and green lights that probably shouldn't be on but they're constantly on um yeah but it's fine it's fine it's fine i forgot what i hit i hit somebody pretty bad once uh in this car i i think i was like coming home really late at night or something i wasn't drunk or anything but um i think like it was like winter and I, I didn't stop right and I just slammed into the back of like a buggy and the buggy was untouched and my car was destroyed in the front and then I remember driving home and then they were like it was alright like they didn't even charge it wow is that what a good good person does <laughs> they didn't even charge me shit they didn't care they were like nah you're good but your car's fucked up like we're good man and I'm like wow like thank you guys and I, I remember driving home I was close to home and I had to get my fucking car fixed it was like 700 bucks that's so funny that's probably what a, that's what a real good person does i'm like somewhere in the middle i'm like chaotic neutral or whatever like you know like eh, if i'm put in a position maybe i'll be good maybe i won't be maybe i'll be over bad like kind of how i just charge that guy more than he should have paid <laughs> chaotic neutral um but yeah uh let's get back to fucking that tournament i did i had a verse zach I knew he was a wrestler. That's what I was saying before. I knew he was a wrestler. And he sure acted like it during our match. Uh, yeah. And uh, I ended up tying him up in uh, Butterfly. Actually, this feels real good talking about this because uh, it did kind of suck to get Molly Whomped. But um, 
I tied him up from even if that dude was a white belt. Uh, I managed to butterfly sweep him right into side control. Uh, I was trying to bury my head doing El Clasico, maybe get a Kimura grip. I really want a Kimura in competition so I could tag Matt Sarah and then be like, I'm the Kimura kid or whatever because he loves Kimuras. Uh, but yeah, so uh i couldn't isolate anything so i passed into mount and i feel like people are so um scared to go into mount in submission only uh but like mount is more like unpopular opinion mount is a more dangerous position than uh side control or north south or any like uh, other than back because uh yeah you're like isolating the top half of their body and um although you don't have control of their legs and they can kip and and bridge you off and stuff like that like there's a reason so many fucking people get finished from mount it's a crazy controlling position if you know how to use it like constantly pinning arms and getting underhooks and cross facing and stuff and i don't understand why more people don't play that position in submission only so many threats you could do make it uncomfortable like i fucking hate mount someone puts me in mount i'm like on my side like halfway giving up my back already and that's honestly what ended up happening i i remember i went to a head and arm and i didn't i wasn't able to finish it el clasico i got like two of those at finishers and they were all against jack i think no no i got one on sid and i think i might have got another one but yeah I, I love the head and arm um i need to work on it though uh oh good thing i'm realizing that now uh working on getting my knees not to the same side and also um finishing from an arm triangle um but yeah uh so i forced him to like give up his back from mount from just the amount of pressure i was putting on him he was probably really shook after the first uh threat of the head and arm you know and uh that was good i i was able to secure mount again and then he turned away and gave up his back and like he almost got out man like i was thinking whenever somebody bridges you off mount like sometimes they use their arms like od right so what i ended up doing though instead of going for the arm bar because like i figured like he's slippery he's young he's got no hair uh he would probably be able to get out if i wasn't like in a real controlly arm bar so i ended up taking his back like thank god i was able to like get a cross lat grip or whatever the fuck like a far lat grip and like pull myself back onto his back and this is actually pretty funny i hope i don't get staff but uh so i go for the choke i get the body triangle sophia's yelling literally yelling everything that john calstein's saying she's yelling which is amazing and um i don't know if this was her advice or his advice but i had my body triangle locked up and my foot was still in the middle so they told me to put it to the outside i really remember them saying that and then i fixed my body triangle and then i focused two arms on the choke um and i remember i br i brought the choke and he's like trying to uh tuck his chin so that he doesn't get choked out and i fucking brought the choke across his face and i ended up um like he ended up biting my arm he like had his mouth a little open and like once i i had the choke i had the positioning and everything i'm not gonna relock it like your teeth will break before my forearm does at least i think so so I put a rear naked choke on and I put it over his fucking teeth. And, you know, I, I didn't want to, like, hurt him or anything. Like, I love being able to, like, submit somebody without hurting them. That shit rocks. Like, you are truly a master of your craft if you could do that. But sometimes you got to throw caution to the wind. And, like, whether you get hurt, it's like, who has a bigger chance of getting hurt? 
my forearm or his teeth. And so I kept the choke on and I know I put a lot of pressure on him. I had a crazy angle and I'm used to choking people over their face like a lot. Like it's just what I do in the fucking gym. Um, so I ended up choking him. He tapped. That was cool. Great way to build momentum. And then the second match I had Adam or Alan Fritz. I think it's Adam Fritz. It was like a battle of the hair though. I fucking love that match for me because um, I saw him submit this other guy. I think his name is Michael Dew. He was out of Ambush Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, Alex Nemeth. Alex Nemeth, who I had a match against like four years ago at 155. He was 215. He's like a big fucking boy now. Um, yeah, he he ended up... Uh, oh, shit. There's a sirens going on behind me. Um, yeah. I wonder if you could see them on the potty. Um, hold on. I'm going to let this cop pass. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Alex, me and him had a match a couple years ago. I think it was under 170. So he said he was going to go to 155 on his stories, and I believed him, dude. He fucking got me so good. I got, oh, my God, so much props to Alex. He's, like, posting pictures of chicken and rice. He's, like, all I've been eating. And then he's, like, taking selfies in the mirror at, like, the gym, and he's, like, down to 170. Here I come, Emerald City qualifiers. And this thing is 215. I'm so retarded. I thought it was a good measure of weight by eyes. Like, I was, like, yeah, I could weigh somebody by my eyes. But, like, when somebody's, like, writing that they're, like, 170, I mean, I really didn't have a fucking choice in the matter. I feel like I, I believed him. It was day before weigh-ins. I I, um, I was pretty sure he could have made it. And he would have been a big fucking problem in that division. <laughs> That's so funny. He fucking got me. Anyway, his student, Michael Dew, went up against this guy, Mr. Fritz. He's a 10th Planet Black Belt out of Kentucky. And uh, they had great leg lock battle exchanges and, like... I mean, Fritz was putting it on him, dude. And I don't know. He had him in fully bitten heel hooks, like inside heel hooks. And he just wasn't able to finish. Michael did a great job defending. And then I think he submitted him uh, with a rear naked choke in the first round in overtime. And, yeah, that was good. Um, but uh, so I had a match against uh, Fritz. And um, it's so funny. This is the whole reason I wanted to do the podcast because I wanted to talk about this fucking moment. He... uh he starts the match off and like we shake or whatever and he's like and that's what i fucking do and i picked that up from jason so i started doing it i'm like but i'm doing it like loudly and then he does it a little more and i'm like i love making my opponents laugh dude and he smiled and he laughed and like yeah that was pretty fucking childish for me but i gotta have fun with this shit i'm doing this shit for me you know like let me have fun with it that was such a funny fucking moment man so so yeah we did that and then uh he fucking oh my god i got him moving and i got in on his leg once i think i i, I was getting a moving on the feet and i was just like scared man because once he like grabbed my he was like fishing for my neck and shout out kid marvelous just won bellator like He's like four and zero, uh, like five and zero with like four knockouts. Uh, he got he got another knockout in like the first thirty seconds of the fight, uh, just now, uh, like not too long ago, two weeks ago or some shit. But uh, so kid, uh, like he'd be threatening with those guillotines, man. He almost submitted me with that shit. 
So I've just been scared of guillotines, I think. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be because like not everyone has a great guillotine. So maybe I got to put that in my head more. But yeah, anyway, um, he threatened me with a guillotine and I had flashbacks of that while I had this dude's leg. And I'm like, ah, never mind. And I, I fucking backed off because of that. Like full disclosure to everybody on the podcast. Like that's the reason I fucking backed up. I was so scared, dude. And, like, I'm not saying this guy isn't good and couldn't have done it, but, like, I didn't even commit to the single leg because I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to get fucking submitted if I do this. And, I, I like, you don't want to get submitted in the first minute. You want to be able to feel out your opponent and stuff like that. I mean, if you have the opportunity to submit somebody, do it. But, like, if you could keep yourself relatively out of danger for the first two minutes of the match, I love that. I love that as a strategy. So I kind of do that, like, subconsciously. I was just thinking about it now. But, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Um, but anyway, uh, he ends up fucking like, I don't even know. He just tossed my ass. I got to watch that video back. I have no idea. It all happened so fast. It was like that fucking car crash. I was just telling you about one second. We're fucking moving around. We're patty caking. Next thing I know, I'm getting like knee picked into space and I don't know what the fuck is going on. You know, he's, I'm like, Oh shit. And I, I just remember getting fucking tossed. And then I've landed on the ground with like an overhook, I think. And I was like, oh, thank God. And um, I started playing from there. He did a good job of like backing up and stuff. And like I could have just stood back up, but I already got tossed once. I wasn't going to try to get tossed again. I wanted to see what my guard was about. And uh, I mean, I my guard is so fucking bad. Like if you watch the video, you kind of see me just like pulling on both of his legs. Like Cal Stein would never fucking do that. And like I just feel like it was horrible. Like I was just pulling on both of his legs, reaching way too much, wasn't using enough two-on-ones, um, should have been threatening more with, I don't know, two-on-ones or whatever, it, it was just a bad, it wasn't good, um, but I ended up, like, scooting under his butt, like, while he was standing, scooting under his hips, and then I get this, like, one, I always, I've been doing this since fucking Wipeout, like, Nah, not really, but, like, I've been doing this for a long fucking time, and Calstein actually just posted it on his Patreon not too long ago, too, so I got some more insight on what to do in that position, but I gotta rewatch it. Um, but, like, I put both feet in his far leg, and I was grabbing both of his legs, so I had him, like, stretched out under me, kind of like how you would do a technical stand-up from X-Guard, and, uh, what I ended up doing was, uh, hold on, what I ended up doing was, um, I entered in, I spun in, and I was trying to get, uh, I was trying to get inside, um, I was trying to get Ashi, but it wasn't working, uh, he was just, like, trying to, uh, like, hop away, get his leg out, instead of, like, engaging in the position, so I tried to transition and keep the knee line with a backside 50-50, and then he ended up using his long-ass limbs to, like, frame and get me away from him, yo, good on you, dude, that was fucking money, um, but I used that moment to come back up to my knees and I had his legs shelved on my left side. So I fished for a heel hook and um, yeah, I fished for a heel hook and then I threw my leg over and entered uh, inside Ashi with the heel hook bite. But then he slipped and uh, I don't know why I hesitated. Uh, I, I did. I feel like I had the bite and I hesitated. But anyway, he slipped and then he was like over rotating. Like he was like turning out so much to hide his heel that I was able to go onto my far like shoulder, my opposite shoulder. It's something Jason just taught us like recently again. We I forgot to do this like for a long time, but thank God I've been training with Jason for so long. And um, yeah, it was already in my muscle memory bank. And uh, when he taught it again, it like awoke something in me. Um, 
but yeah, uh, so I rotated to my far shoulder and I was able to get a bite. And this was after he like rolled out twice and uh, I secured the bite and I was able to uh, get a tap on him. And then, yeah, that was a great fucking moment. That was a really fun. fun and he was so nice. And we broke it down later after that match. And um, he's a good guy, man. I really like him. Um, but yeah, uh, then I had a match against Jordan Holy. He passed me a bunch. Uh, he felt really strong on top. JC said something about like, well, this is what JC said, which really resonated with me. He goes, you got to play your guard so that um, people can't latch themselves onto you. Like you're letting people get to their positions too much. And that's why they feel strong on top. It's not that he's a strong individual. It's not like he's so much stronger than you. You guys are like basically the same weight. But um, it's that you're letting him get into positions that are not good for you. You're 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 letting him anchor onto you, so you're not able to move him as much as you should be able to with your legs. And he's so right. And I try, and like uh, both my knees got smashed to one side a bunch. He was able to pass me a lot. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to watch that footage again. It's just been a long weekend because that was my anniversary too. So I'm glad I got to put on a show for my girl. Like I won two, I lost one, and I mean it was cool. Like she made a great point that. Uh, she didn't think I was supposed to get Molly Womped, and I really appreciate that. That's my girl. That's my ride or die right there. You know, <laughs> I expect nothing less from her. You know, but um, yeah. Uh, hold on, I'm about to spark this again. I'm home now, so um, yeah. Uh, so you know, it's cool that she didn't see me get submitted or anything, and I came out whole. You know. competing so dangerous sometimes like you're literally trying to kill each other sometimes like so i'm just glad to come out the other side of it like okay and we ended up going to the casino and having a really nice time um it was cool like uh she went to sleep and i uh i went back downstairs like we, this is after we had like anniversary dinner we were playing a bunch of baccarat and like texas hold'em and shit she's a really cool person to like just hang out with and she's still like younger than me and hasn't done as much shit like i'm 29 so i've been to the casino i've i've had my degenerate phase and i'm like slowly guiding her through her degenerate phase i feel like of like gambling like these are all things that i love doing so like now she's experiencing them like with me like as a partner and i'm like here's what you do this is how you interact with the asian people um like because you know whenever you play, play baccarat it's like 90 percent asian and if you don't know that it's because you're not a gambler and that's fine dude and you don't know that they say monkey a bunch because that means 10 in Baccarat. And that's fine. That's what you're here for. You're getting educated. So those games are super expensive too. It's like $50 a hand minimum. But uh, if you have like $400, you should be able to get a streak going. And like it's cool because Baccarat, all the players at the table usually bet with each other against the like you either play player or banker and if one person bets player like out of courtesy you don't bet against them really you just like skip your turn but if everyone it's usually like everyone identifies the pattern and hops on the wave together and like everyone does player together so there's like eight of us and like it's me i'm the only spanish person usually and we're all just screaming monkey monkey Backrat's a great game uh but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I was glad to be a degenerate again. I even smoked a cigarette. I smoked this. I'm here to admit my sins. This is my confessions podcast, too. Um, I smoked a cigarette. 
Uh, I fucking, I smoked some bud and uh, I was drinking some liquor. But anyway, I sat down at a random machine to try to order liquor. But they had already done last call at like four in the morning. And tell me how, because it was like five in the morning at this point. Tell me how um, there was $250 credit inside of that machine already. So I sat down and I looked down. I tried to order the drink. Doesn't work. And I looked down at the machine. $250 credit. Dude, I cashed that shit out. I had a free $250. So you know I was a degenerate till like seven in the morning. It was awesome. I was getting to play with free money. I lost $200 of it, but whatever. <laughs> That's what being a ge- degenerate's about, all right? Scared money don't make money. These are the lessons you learn on the podcast. Yep, yeah, but I had a lot of fun. Always. Um, I'm about to head inside in a second. fucking high maybe i'll do another podcast tonight like late at night but yeah it was nice to recap what happened uh next up is adcc trials uh i gotta start losing weight so tomorrow i'm gonna probably smoke one more time and then do korean barbecue with my girl and that's it the wake up begins because there would be no better meal to like send off my weight than korean barbecue so probably gonna do that and then start the brutal weight cut because 45 was not a picnic um all right well appreciate you guys hope you guys sign up for the patreon i'm gonna do another episode soon for that and uh i'm gonna do little blog posts on there too so all right uh take care love you guys done